Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Dream Elite Radio. Going on, everybody. Look at this big dick bandit. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? How are you? I'm doing great. Just got done at a nice little roll up here at uh, my gym and uh, kind of cooling off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll be honest, I had a little bit of uh, first-time jitters getting on the podcast, so I had to do a couple push-ups and uh, kind of get that out of my system a little bit. So happy to hear it, man. And uh, people are wondering, like, holy shit, like, who, who is fucking Chris and Perry Allen? You should fucking know who Chris and Perry Allen is. Let them know, Chris. Let them know. <laughs> well, me, uh, I'm just a simple guy. <laughs> no, um, big, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm, what was that? My big, hairy winning machine. Big, hairy American winning machine. <laughs> yeah, I've been fortunate to know you for uh, the better part of about 20 years, and uh, you know it's uh, it, it's been funny, you know, kind of growing up and uh, away from you, and uh, staying in touch the way we have. And I'm glad we can make this uh, West Coast edition happen. Fuck yeah, man! And, and people are listening right now and and are wondering the uh, the relationship between Chris and I. We've been friends all the way back from high school, uh, all the way back to the Emerson Park Ridge wrestling days, because uh, were we, like, one of, like, the five combined programs between wrestling? Like, I, I don't know how that worked out. Yeah, there, you know, there definitely weren't many, but, um, you know, when, it, when you talk Emerson Park Ridge, you're talking, you know, New Jersey wrestling at that point. And, um, you know, the, the coaching that we had was outstanding. Uh, the two towns, uh, you know, the best part was, you know, we played our, you know, Thanksgiving Day game in football against each other. And then that next Monday, we're in a room grinding it out together, um, you know, all trying to, you know, get a little bit of a taste of glory. And, uh, yeah, the, the hard thing was really leaving that. But, you know, it was cool that I was able to take that, you know, reputation and, uh, you know, that work ethic that I got in that room and uh, coming up and taking it out to Arizona. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a different thing out here. Um, you, you got a lot of great wrestlers out here. Uh, the state was really building up at the time. And uh, it was really uh, it was really cool to see, you know, how it's progressed to this point. I mean, you know, this year they had their first uh, all-girls state championship uh, tournament out here. So you can really see how the sport's progressing and, uh, you know, it's an exciting time. Uh, you know, I, I coach a nice, you know, young group of guys up here, too. And, uh, you know, just seeing, uh, you know, kind of giving back a little bit. Wrestling's always been one of those sports where you have to, you know, take what you've learned and, uh, you know, turn it on to the next generation. Fuck yeah, man. And, like, and leading up to this podcast is so funny because, like, you and I go something way back. And one of my teammates were like, so who's the better wrestler? I'm like, well, that's the easiest question in the world. Chris was. Like, you, when, when, when I was training for my fight, my big fight coming back, back in the game, you were, you were my, literally my first call to help me, like, sharpen wrestling. 
and it goes back way back in the fucking day, like with sleepovers. I, I still remember sleepovers and falling asleep to Vision Quest. Remember that shit? Like the fucking that movie. <laughs> uh, that that movie was on repeat with us. I mean, we, you know, we we couldn't say fuck shoot enough times uh, around anybody. <laughs> but uh, and that soundtrack, I mean, that was playing in our wrestling room, you know, every day. You know, I I could run around and listen to Lunatic Fringe, and uh, you know, that's one of those songs that still gets my blood moving. Now, I don't know about the better wrestler part. I mean, uh, you know, I think you and I definitely, you know, took chunks off of each other's lives training with each other. But, um, you know, I, I can say you, you are one tough SOB, my friend, and uh, you got me on a nasty double leg takedown when we were doing uh, our training for your comeback fight. And uh, you did say, though, that I was the first person to take you down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 especially because wrestling didn't really click until, like, I got out of high school. Like, wrestling, of course, like, Chris and I wrestled since we were kids, but, you know, my my whole game plan was to go into MMA. Like, I was dreaming about MMA, like, way back in the day, trying to get people on to fucking the sport and, like, UFC and everything like that. And, you know, it, it, it was really past day. It was really kind of like an afterthought until, like, maybe 2005, 2006, people started paying attention. But, you know, so... And, and going back in the topic, like uh, Vision Quest. So um, my my buddies and I were actually talking about. It. They're like, what what the fuck is Vision Quest? So Vision Quest was the ultimate '80s wrestling movie. You had Loudon Swain, who's a lanky, unassuming guy, and you had fucking Shoot, who was like a, a mass murderer. <laughs> like you had a coach with. You know that fucking coach with the same way who came in the fucking practices. You and I questioned this. We were fucking kids. Like, what is this kid, coach doing? We're the singlet. What's going on here? <laughs> you know, the the singlet and t-shirt combo, you know, that that's how you know you're dealing with old school guys in wrestling. You know, the, those are the guys that will get you into positions you don't want to be in. And then, uh, you know, after that, you know, that, that armpit sweat's just pooling in that armpit, and uh, they're going to throw a half on you, and they're going to make you feel it. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. And you, you had uh, – okay, so 80s new movie Logic, and I, I was watching Vision Quest like maybe a week ago, and that, that soundtrack is still on VP, but – I was watching Vision Quest a week ago, and 80s music, uh, 80s movies logic, okay? So, Lon Swain, let me just paint the picture for everybody. Lon Swain, he wants to cut 20 pounds, and the coach is like, don't do it. You're going to kill yourself. You're going to fucking die and everything, and Lon's like, all right, so he climbs up this fucking pole, or he climbs up, uh, what was it? It was uh, this big, uh, yeah, the pegboard. The pegboard. So, he climbs up the pegboard, and the coach is like, all right. Good point. I'm going to let you kill yourself. Like, uh, 80s music, uh, 80s music yeah, logic. Ne- you know never mind the nosebleeds and dehydration. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. It, it, it's like, uh, right, or if you're with your girlfriend right now or she's listening right now, shout out to uh, your wonderful lady. By the way, she's a vet. Thank you for your service. But Dirty Dancing, another 80s movie. And I was watching that uh, a couple weeks ago because the gal likes to watch, like, romantic movies and shit. Like, but, like, so the, the parents are like, don't date my girl. You can't date my daughter or everything like that. They do one dance. He's like, okay, you can fucking splash inside my daughter. Like, it, that's like 80s movies <laughs> logic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that doesn't fly nowadays. I mean, you know, b- between that girl running and then being lifted up in the air, she's got 20 DMs from uh, every <laughs> guy around the block. <laughs> just, it co- coincides with the 80s and Vision Quest, but that was like a big – Big movie back in childhood. So back on topic. So like now we're old as fuck, and 
Chris is now involved in MMA and he's involved with jiu-jitsu and being a badass per usual and you know big winning. I, I, I am. I am working on becoming a martial artist and. Um, you know, uh, the gym I'm partnered with um, up in North Scottsdale, Arizona, UltraFit Systems, um, you know, cheap plug where we do self-defense, fitness, science, and recovery. If you're ready to get in the best shape of your life, come up to UltraFit Systems. <laughs> that was the cheapest plug I've ever wanted to do, but, hey, I'm on the radio. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I've been, uh, I, I'm fortunate that I have uh, some of the, you know, best coaching around and, uh, you know, I, I'm in turn uh, trying to take this opportunity when we uh, we're really building this gym out. It's, uh, you know, still very new and um, to, you know, the coaching that I have is outstanding and, uh, you know, I, I'd like to parlay this opportunity and, uh, you know, learn a little bit more and uh, just like wrestling continue to give back. Um, you know, if, uh, self-defense uh, to me at this point is, you know, hugely important. Um, you know, women, men, kids, uh, you know, everyone should have some kind of basic, um, you know, baseline of martial arts. And, uh, you know, having wrestling growing up, uh, you know, definitely put me up ahead a little bit. Uh, I've had to take a lot of time and slow down. Uh, my learning, uh, you know, as you know, with chain wrestling or anything like that, you're always looking for the next move in the next position. But, uh, you know, with martial arts and jujitsu, especially, it's okay to slow down and establish your position. And uh, so, you know, you, you continue to learn as you go. And, um, you know, I, the, the, uh, the experience uh, that we have up here is, uh, you know, really great. Uh, we put new mats on the floors, you know, hanging bags, you know, all the way down. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's really come together, and uh, it's it's been a really exciting thing. You know, it, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't spend six days a week up here, uh, you know, grinding it out and uh, learning and, um, you know, putting myself in that position. Yeah. And, and I've always said to you, and I, I think I said this to you every time you visit that, like you're, you're probably one of the toughest motherfuckers I know, and you've been like that since we were kids, and – that's why I like I like your trajectory into like jujitsu and to but like how how did you get involved with it? Because you, you're with on communication, being a bad motherfucker in the business world, and you know and, and that's like a full time gig. I mean, you were you were home and you were like answering emails and you were pretty much still on the job while you were on vacation visiting fitting your brother and visiting all of us. But like so so how did you finally make the, the dive into it because i've been telling you for years that you can fight you can step in the cage and kill somebody and but like what was <laughs> how, how did you actually finally make that that dive you, you know again you know going back to that wrestler's mentality i i kind of have that always on mentality and uh you know I, I approach my work with that i have a full-time job just like you know most people and uh you know I, i've been fortunate i've been able to make a living out of cell phones uh on communications uh um, another cheap plug where, where we do uh, Verizon Wireless Business Solutions and Business Communications. We have uh, two locations, one in Scottsdale and one in Phoenix. Um, you know, my uh, I'm very uh, fortunate again that um, you know the the group of people I work with. Um, our uh, primary uh, owner at the business, he uh, had an opportunity to uh, partner with uh, our partner at UltraFit Systems, uh, Dean Bozano and uh, Bill Newbert. And uh, we've, uh, you know, it's it's a mutual interest in uh, martial arts and training and uh, the the symbiotic relationship we have between the two businesses. 
uh, it's like I have one job. So, uh, you know, my focus doesn't always have to turn. Uh, in the end of the day, you know, we're always selling and, uh, you know, we're always, uh, you know, trying to progress. And, you know, I think that goes in, uh, with anything. Uh, you know, I've always kind of had the saying, uh, you know, the whole company isn't the sales team, but the sales team better be the whole company, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, you know, it, it takes uh, it takes a group effort, and we really have um, you know a mutual interest uh, in each other's businesses. And uh, our employees train here, and uh, they sell here also too. So um, you know, it, it's been very cool to uh, you know have a lifestyle type job where uh, you know I, I, if you asked me six years ago when I was starting with On Communications if uh, you know I would have had this opportunity or would have taken it to this point. Uh, you know, I probably, you know, 24-year-old me probably could have never answered that question. But, uh, you know, when, when it comes to answering calls and emails, um, you know, that that's just uh, part of the gig. And, um, you know, I, uh, you know, the best thing I could do is set my team up in the end of the day for success. And in turn, uh, you know, it uh, benefits me also, too. Yeah, and and, so. and when it comes to business, guys, and for, for people on the, the, the back end listening, when it comes to business and everything like that, you know, you gotta get something to like alleviate stress. And when Chris says, you know, how how there's like a symbolic relationship between both martial arts, the gym, and between between work. I mean, not only does it alleviate stress, you, you get all out on the mat and everything like that, but you know, it's also self defense too, because you know we've had stores getting robbed in in our neck of the woods when I was in Verizon, and you, you you've experienced it yourself too. So why not arm? You know your 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 staff with some sort of martial art or some sort of like uh, you know you know what I'm saying like it, it, it's good. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, we we've had an altercation or two that's been calmly resolved um, because of the confidence <laughs> that you have in your own abilities. Uh, you know, there's plenty of times where uh, you have a customer who gets a finger a little too close to your face or gets a little too loud in the store. And, uh, you know, the best thing you could do in the end of the day is show restraint, show understanding. And, uh, you know, we're all human in the end of the day. And the funny thing about, you know, cell phones is that's the most personal thing a person carries on them. I'd rather lose my wallet than my cell phone sometimes. So, uh, you know, I understand there's a lot of emotions involved in it. But, you know, uh, along the way, uh, you know, it's it's the retail business. It's business in general a lot of times, too. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we want to, you know, keep our clients happy and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, de-escalate as needed. <laughs> are, are, you, are you ever going to fight, Chris? Like, did you ever consider, like, maybe this is the time where I take a competition before we get too old where we can't take a competition? But, like, you, you know, I, I, I fight with myself with that all the time. And, um you know, I, I'd love to jump in on a smoker or something along those lines and uh, test myself out a little bit. Maybe I get a little more seasoned. You know, I'm halfway to 31 at this point, uh, but I, I feel like I'm still getting stronger. My techniques are, you know, getting crisp, and uh, you never know. I mean, maybe you see me, uh, you know, pop up in a promotion, and uh, all of a sudden I'm, uh, you're promoting a fight on here. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. You know what? My my favorite story, and before we bring on the, the Cortez siblings, but my favorite story ever is that one wrestling tournament. And we were back in the day. We were like, <laughs> you you okay, don't so even have to say any more. I already know. <laughs> yeah. So, so we had this. So Chris and I were fucking partners. You know, we we like the girls, we like the drinks, and everything like that. So this one weekend, we decided to go balls out. And it was like the night before a wrestling tournament. And I think we were crashing at my house, or we were crashing like at your house. I have no idea. But like, nevertheless, 
you know, fuck making weight. Like, we're going to go party. We're going to, like, get drunk. And then we, of course, we go to a Dunkin' Donuts to sober up. I, I believe, I, was it that yeah, yeah, Ka- that, I, I, that was the first time I ever mixed Captain Morgan Spice Rum and Dunkin' Donuts. And probably the last time I would also, too. <laughs> I mean, we, we both came in about two pounds overweight. So not only did we have to bump up weight classes, uh, but we probably took some poor kids' medals who were probably a lot more deserving than we were. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I felt so guilty because we came in, we were overweight, and we had to bump up weight classes. And, you know, we we, we ate Dunkin' Donuts and we drank all night. So we're hungover, we're beat up, we go to this tournament. And then, you know, I take third place, Chris takes second place. Uh, we were in different weight classes. And then we go into the, the car the next – it didn't really set in of how terrible of fucking human beings we were until we went to the car with your dad – and your dad was like, I'm so proud of you two guys. And we look at each other like, man, we don't deserve a <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I will say very quickly, my dad, Pat Imperiali, is a damn warrior. And, uh, you know, he loved watching us. And, um, yeah, you know, I, every time that we had, uh, you know, meet or anything like that, um, you know, I, I could always count on him being there. And, uh, you know, that was always one of the coolest things. But he knew when we were coming out smelling like booze, no matter how much we denied it, he knew what we were doing the night before. <laughs> but yeah, man, we, we grinded out. But uh, segue, um, I'm going to bring on two very cool people and two very talented people. So we have... Tracy Cortez, who's heading to Dana White, the Ultimate Fighter. She is an Invicta veteran. And we have Ray's Cortez, Junior Cortez, who's coming off a big knockout victory. What's going on, guys? What's going on, guys? Hey, what's up? In the flesh, we're right here. <laughs> awesome. So, so you guys got off of training just now, right? Yeah, I actually just uh, got home from strength and conditioning. Holy shit! Yeah, and how about you, uh, Junior? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, I had I went to practice earlier earlier this uh, morning, uh, ten thirty wrestling. Um, actually, my partner's right here next to me, <laughs> Tracy. So yeah, it was a good, good day, man. Good hard training. You know, David, and let, David, let me tell you one of the things I really love about these two is, uh, you know, they're they're uh, they're siblings number one. Uh, but number two, uh, these two can grind it out, and they grind it out together, and it, it's been very cool uh, on the sponsorship end with the two of them and uh, being able to see them, you know, grow and progress uh, as fighters, and, you know, you see their relationship just get stronger and the two of them just improve every day. It's it's really uh, just a cool thing to watch. Yeah, man. And I just got. I have a question for for both uh, Junior and uh, Tracy. By the way, thank you so much, guys, for for coming on. I really do appreciate. It. So, so I was doing my research. I was doing my due diligence, of course. And like, what I noticed too is, so Junior's coming off a big win. His strikes are sharper than OJ's kitchen knife in 1994, and Tracy is tougher <laughs> than Tony's algebra. But like, you guys can hold your own in the cage and everything like that. But do you ever take a look? and say, holy shit, my sibling's actually in the cage fighting right now. Do you, does that get you worried? Does that get you concerned at all? Or, Well, for me personally, I get so much more nervous watching my brother. I mean, I break a sweat just sitting there watching him fight or walk to the cage, you know? And yeah. for me, watching him is worse than me getting ready for a fight. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm actually yeah, I'm actually, uh, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't really get nervous to watch my sister fight. 
Um, I get more nervous for my fights. I don't get nervous for her fights. Point one is uh, she's a fucking beast in in practice, man. Jesus, she goes up against grown ass men. So, and I see what she does. I'm, <laughs> you know, she beats she beats me up pretty bad most of the time. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I know what she gets was. So against another female, I mean, not to not to uh, to talk down about anybody any other females, but I mean, if she could do what she does in practice against grown men, she's golden in the in the octagon with uh, with uh, with another female. Do you do you watch him train at all, Chris, or do you, do you see them interact, or how do you see them? In, in, oh, in, in, I, I, there, there's not a day go by where these two aren't posting, uh, you know, a moment of their training on uh, social media. <laughs> they they do a great job keeping in touch with me on how their training is going, and um, you know, it's uh, it, it's incredible to see, and uh, you know, when you actually get to see the results uh, when they're actually competing. I mean, I, I've seen uh, multiple uh, fights between Tracy and Junior in person, and, uh, you know, the, the excitement that the crowd gets alone just from a big victory like that, it's, uh, you know, it's really something to see, especially, you know, for great local fighters. And, uh, you know, the, the more I watch them, you know, the more I get excited for, uh, you know, what Tracy has coming up with uh, Dana White's Contender Series. Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. And congratulations, Tracy. You absolutely deserve it. And so, so just like going back, like the the first, this is the first time I've ever spoken to like a brother sister combo. So like, how'd you guys actually get each other involved in the sport? Uh, I kind of just followed my brother's footsteps. <laughs> Honestly. Really? Uh, yeah, they they started wrestling and fighting way before me, and me being the only female, the youngest female, or the youngest out of all of our siblings, I just kind of wanted to, you know, hang out with the boys, I guess. Right. Very tomboy growing up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, the Cortezes are uh, sort of uh, wrestling royalty in Arizona. <laughs> no shit. Chris, did you ever wrestle like a, uh, a Cortez? Did you ever? Did you guys ever come across each other? I did not. Um, I, I don't think any of us really crossed each other's paths. Uh, I've always heard a little bit about them. We had some, uh, you know, mutual uh, friends um, just from my team, and uh, he used to work down with uh, some of the Maryvale people. So you always heard the names, and uh, but never, uh, never crossed paths with them. And uh, we always joke about it that uh, these guys. Uh, Think I can't take him down, but I think I could probably do <laughs> something. <laughs> junior, junior, junior this guy didn't take him down, did he? <laughs> yeah, we're scramblers. We're scramblers. Yeah, man. Uh, no, we, 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 no, we, we, no, we, yeah, I, I am not high level to get anywhere on a mat with these guys. Honestly, <laughs> uh, once a wrestler. All, you're always gonna have that scrambling, uh, and I'm, I'm sure he has a solid. What do you have? A solid about two minutes in you, Chris. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> I, know, I, I got three two I, minutes I, in me, baby. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. I mean, I, I know Chris lifts a lot of weights, and he's like a little juggernaut now. Yo. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, put, putting on sixty pounds of muscle since high school's uh, really benefited me, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> You know, being the so, uh, being the 130 pound guy all the way up uh, growing up was uh, always kind of a funny thing, and uh, I just kept working out until uh, I got where I wanted to be. Finally, 200 pounds and almost get... can't fit through doors. <laughs> now you're dressed. Now you're dressed. Let them know. So, 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 uh, crazy and junior. So, 
and obviously the whole trajectory to MMA started with Junior, but Junior, like, when was it at a point where you were wrestling and you said, you know, I'm, I'm seeing fucking MMA and, you know, now I want to give it a shot. And then, of course, Tracy follows his footsteps. But, like, so so what was the, the fight or what was the moment where you said, I got to try out this MMA stuff because I'm tough in wrestling. Obviously, everyone knows me. I'm, I'm a big deal around in charge. So, like, when you come to doing MMA. So, like, what was that moment? Uh, you know what? It, I, to be honest, it wasn't a, an exact moment. Um, always wrestled in club when I was little. Uh, wrestled in high school, three-time state champ. Uh, went, got a scholarship to wrestle in college, All-American. Um, but I would say, uh, kind of, it's kind of same uh, the along the lines of Tracy, how she followed our footsteps. Well, we had an older brother, and I followed his footsteps. He was a wrestler in high school, state champ, wrestled in college, and he started MMA. And I would just tag along as well. I would just tag along to their practice and just do some of the boxing classes, some of the jiu-jitsu classes on my off-season from wrestling. Um, and, yeah, just kind of just gradually just stumbled on. When, uh, when, when I got back from college, uh, I just needed to compete. So I just, you know, I just started taking some amateur fights, and, man, we're here now talking to you. <laughs> Women. And, and so, so was there like a biggest inspiration? Was there like a, a fighter both you and Tracy like looked at like, and especially Tracy too, where she's heading to contender, like which is a big fucking deal. But like, was there like an inspiration or like a martial arts you looked at and said, okay, that's the guy I can definitely do this. Um. So for me, being a female, it was it wasn't really known, you know, at the time. For females to yeah. even wrestle, let alone fight. So me growing up, watching my older brothers, I have three older brothers, watching them all train, and we kind of just got thrown in the gym. I don't even remember how. I just remember always training something, you know. Uh, yeah. I remember telling myself, yo, I'm going to be the next. At the time, Dana was like, no woman. No women are going to be in the UFC, you know. And I was like 15, 14, thinking I'm going to be the first girl in the UFC, and then Ronda Rousey came, but <laughs> destroyed that dream. Yeah, destroyed my dream, but <laughs> but no, it's just, it's just in us. We, we I don't know what it is. We're competitors. We always wanna uh keep reaching for something higher than what we know, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So was there? So what was what was the turning point for you, Tracy? Where like, because I. I'm interested in how Dana White found you because, they, you know, there are fighters. There's not promotions. It's legalized in 50 states. So, and obviously females MMA. It was, so, giving backstory and backdrop for people that don't listen, like I watched Smack Girl since like 2001, 2002. I always saw females as equals. And then I went to a gym and I found females as superior. They're the toughest athletes in the world. This is why Ronda Rousey was main eventing fucking UFC. He was the biggest deal since sliced bread. And, you know, before McConnell McGregor, Ronda Rousey was selling out the house. So, like, was there, you know, when when you first got in the game, like, and you fought all these fights, you have an incredible record, and you fought very good in opposition. So how did Dana White actually find you? I'm not too sure when exactly he noticed me, but I'll tell you this. I got prior to the Contender Series, I did get, <clears throat> excuse me, I did get three UFC calls before that, beforehand. 
All Holy short shit. notices. Damn. All short notices. My coach said no, not yet. I trusted his word. You know, no, we said no, not yet. Uh, I fought for Dana White looking for a fight out in Memphis. That was my fourth opportunity. That's when I really met him. We sat down, uh, talked in the back, talked it up a little bit. He got to know me and my brother. Um, next thing you know, what is it, two fights, a fight later, and I get a call asking if I want to be on the Contender Series. Wow. Hey, Chris, do you know about this? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah, I I am uh Tracy's biggest fan and she could probably say that also too. I, um yeah. Uh, yeah, that that fight in Memphis I think really uh, re- really kind of put a stamp on her upward trajectory in uh you know, mixed martial arts and um I you know, it was kind of a statement win there too where uh you know, if I remember you got put back on your butt and you came back and you put the girl out uh, almost right away afterwards. And um, yeah. you know it it it, it was uh, it, it was just a testament to really how tough Tracy is, and um, yeah. you know I, I think the opportunities for her just you know going to keep pouring in, and uh, you know her ceiling is really endless. You know if you look up and down uh, that flyweight division, uh, I I think uh, they're all tough matchups, but uh, I think Tracy's a tough ma- a tough matchup for everybody also too. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, junior, think, you're, you're I think the doors are pretty open for me and my brother. You know, both of us being siblings, both of us uh, up and coming. We're both young. We're both hungry. My brother's a fucking beast in the cage. I mean, I don't know if you saw his last fight out in Canada. Letting yeah. him go, dropping bombs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Hey, hey nobody knows yeah. this, but she's uh, Tracy actually is like one of my main uh, pad holders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shit. Wow. And you know what? Like, I, I think the second the second hardest thing to do is pat yourself in the back. I, I think the easiest thing to do is criticize yourself and to say, okay, I got to work on this. I got to work on this. And the first hardest thing to do is, someone you love actually criticizing. So, like, Junior, as somebody that, like, you have your older brother, obviously you followed in his footsteps, and now Tracy is going to Daniel White looking for the fight. Do you find the hardest thing to do is actually pat Tracy on the back and say, hey, you're doing great in this, you're doing great in this, and then criticizing, you know, just in preparation for her to get her big shot, and you getting your big shot, too. And, not, like, you guys find it, like, hard to, like, criticize yourself and pat each other on the back because you guys – Obviously, you're a perfectionist. You guys have been the, the the big stage, and you guys are doing great for yourself. So, like, how how does that work? I think my bro- my brother's actually really really good at lifting me up right when I'm down. For example, today at practice, he he's my main training partner. No one's gonna make me work the way he does, you know. Um, and today during our drills and practices, he's constantly correcting me. He's constantly uh, teaching me new little techniques that make a huge difference. And when it comes down to the conditioning part at the end of practice, right when I can't go, he, you know, I see him. He's my big brother. The last thing I want to do is fail in front of my family. And he just pushes me. And we just, we both give yeah. each other a pat in the back and keep going. <laughs> yeah, we definitely uh we definitely uh work very very uh yeah, we definitely work really fucking good together, man. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Um yeah, I I know when to push her and I know when to not push her. Um and when I you know when she needs to rest and I even like when fucking middle of drills, I'll if I see her 
uh, redlining it, and you know, we'll tone it down a little bit. I'll, I'll even go grab her some water, and be like, hey, you know, take some breathers, and let's get back in it. Awesome. And, and Chris, so well, where do you play into things, especially with uh, these two, and you know, like you know, seeing them in the gym and everything like that? So you're a biggest fan, but like, how so are you the biggest fan? Like, do you support them, and, and what kind of way? Yeah, so uh, us with uh, as far as on communications goes, um, you know, we've uh, we kind of came in uh, early and uh, came in to support Tracy, and uh, we got you know Junior just as a residual effect, which uh, you know I, I think is it just been an outstanding thing. So uh, yeah, we we give uh, you know sponsorship opportunities. Uh, we're going to be throwing a raffle here pretty soon for a pair of uh, Apple AirPods. Uh, Tracy's going to be able to raffle off to her fans. So, uh, you know, in the month leading up to her fight, uh, we're going to get some entries. And, uh, you know, if you uh, follow Tracy on social media, um, Cortez MMA and uh, Junior is uh, W-H-O-S-J-R Cortez. You know, make sure you guys give them a follow and, uh, you know, make sure you guys give them a follow. And uh, you want to win a pair of AirPods, um, you know, uh, make sure you uh, get your information for the raffle and, uh we're going to be mailing them out right before uh, Tracy makes her debut on the Contender Series. So, yeah, uh, yeah but uh, it's uh, it's been very cool, um, you know, like I said, uh, you know, not only, you know, attending, but uh, supporting on that end also, too. And, um, you know, I, I just really appreciate uh, from the outside in, you know, how hard uh, these two uh, really work and, the, and just the lifestyle that they live. It's uh, really something to envy. And, uh, you know, when you have – you know, the two of them, you really see how they are together. It's uh, it's really something special, and I, I think these two uh, just, uh, you know, they have a great future in the sport specifically. Thanks, yeah. Chris. My man. Thanks, <laughs> I told you guys, I can't say enough nice things about you. <laughs> what a fanboy. What a good fanboy. But, like, so, so, so Tracy, so, and you're super marketable, and, I, like, I know that, like, looking through your Instagram and everything like that, and so is Junior. Junior... Like, you guys have to follow them on Instagram because these guys are probably the most marketable siblings I, on the fucking planet. Yeah, I think, I think my no, – I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think my brother's way prettier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's an I, 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 I agree, I'm Dave. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put her in an armbar right now. <laughs> Listen, I don't want Junior to come to New Jersey because he's going to steal my girl. He's a handsome guy. Like, I, I'm just like – so, question for both of you. Okay, so, so Tracy, so heading into Dana White's uh, contender, obviously, it's a big platform. So, what's your preparations been like? Like, what, what's, your, what's your training been like? Balancing out with work, balancing out with responsibilities, being a family member. Like all the stuff. Like, what's been the mental and physical preparations been like? Uh, everything, to be honest. Um, from me having to mentally rest my brain because I know pe- people. A lot of people that don't understand find it funny, but social media, I have to promote myself. I have to be on top of it. I can't just go missing for a week because you lose hundreds of hundreds of fans because they just want to know what you're doing, you know. Uh, they want to see our day-to-day life. So it, it is it is hard. Um, 
how do I do it? I have no clue, but I'm doing it, my man. I don't know. I just, I, the way I see it now, I'm busting my ass right now for the next couple of years and pray to God that it's all worth it at the end, you know? Live a good life. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, just from uh, outside perspective, too, Tracy's really stepped up her training, and um, she's partnered up with uh, Neuroforce now out in Arizona, who's uh, kind of taken on uh, some specialized training with her. And, uh, you know, if if you watch her uh, Instagram stories and stuff like that, they, they're training her mind and her body in a very different way that uh, I think going to make her very well prepared for this fight coming up. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, they're – and by mind and body, like they're they're making me see things that I would never see if it weren't so if it weren't for that specific training, you know. Um, it, it's 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 crazy what how my training for this fight camp specifically. I'm I feel like I'm training for a world title. Yeah, and, and Junior, I'll get to you in a second, but Tracy, like I. I, I research with your opponent and obviously doing your due diligence on your opponent. Like I've done your due diligence on both of you guys, but like, so what do you see in her? And like, I don't want, I don't want you to give too much away. Especially somebody we don't want listening to is listening to this, but like, what, what do you see that like any type of uh, flaws or any type of things you can exploit, any type of uh, holes in her game? Like what, what, what's, what's the strategy going to exploit? For this girl on, the only strategy we have is we're going in there to perform. And I don't mean I'm going to go in there and play it safe and try to win. Winning is the goal, but I'm going to go in there and really make these people scared of me. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to play it safe. I'm not going to do what I feel comfortable doing. I'm going to really, I mean, I don't know if you saw my brother's last fight, but that's, that, that's how I'm trying to look. <laughs> Yeah, junior, junior. So Chris sent me a video of Instagram during the weekend, and I was in bed with my gal, and I sent me a video, and I'm like, holy shit, that's the craziest knockout! I popped out of bed, I'm like, holy fuck, look at this knockout, it's crazy. Like, so, so when Chris sent me that video, I went nuts. Like, but what's on the horizon for you? Like, we know about your sister, and she has big things coming up, but what's on the horizon for you? Uh, I appreciate about that, man. Um, so. Um, as of right now, um, I don't have anything scheduled, uh, but that that'll that can change with a phone call <laughs> very quickly. So I just stay ready. You know, my job is to is to be uh, to show up, make weight, and and perform. You know, um, on the biggest platform I can. Um, so that's I few shows coming up. Um, hopefully I can get on them. I don't want to stay and promote anything that might not you know uh, happen. So fingers crossed there. But as soon as I know something, believe that my fans and uh, friends and family will know something as well. Cool. And, and Chris, like, were you there, were you there live, Chris? No, I wasn't. Um, uh, unfortunately, I don't have a passport. Otherwise, I probably would have been. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, Junior uh, j- just put on a hell of a show, and um, you know, if uh, you know when, when you look at him when he comes back and he's got maybe a little scratch behind his ear, you know he still looks better than everybody else. You know, it uh, it just goes to show just you know, how how skilled he is, and uh, not just that, but uh, you know, giving up weight too. Uh, he bumped up to 145 for this fight, and uh, you know his opponent was no you know 
Yeah, you know, no pushover either, too. Um, you know, he went in there swinging, uh, looking for a finish, and, uh, you know, he ended up on the other end of it. And, uh, you know, Junior got, a, you know, a hell of a highlight reel knockout at that point, too. And, uh, you know, believe me, when I saw that, uh, you know, one, I probably knew it was coming, but two, um, it was uh, it, it was something where you kind of sit back and go, damn. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he put him out and, um, you know, he did it in one of the best ways possible. It just shows, the, you know, the, the level that uh, these two fight at. And, and what, yeah. what, what impressed the balls, yeah, man, what impressed the balls out of me was, like, literally the guy had, what, 17 fights? And definitely, on paper, looks like a mismatch because he has so much more experience. But he still put it on. You put him on his ass within like three minutes, and on his home, like on his home field, which is the 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 craziest thing I've ever heard. You went to Canada. He was a hometown boy, and you still knocked him out. Like, did you feel the pressure going into this fight, knowing that you had the experience, the hometown advantage, like all these different advantages, and weight advantage too? Oh man, yeah, no. Um... Did definitely went up a weight class. You know, I'm not a featherweight. I'm a bantamweight, 135. Um, felt the pressure on the crowd. Uh, you know what? I uh, I feel pressure every fight. You know, um, not to lose, but more along the lines is I don't want to scare my 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 family. And by my family, I mean my 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 baby sister, my older brother, and my niece because I know they're watching. But the the the, so the, the 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 crowd didn't really give me any pressure. They were definitely booing me, <laughs> giving me a hard time. I feel like I won them over just a little bit. You know, I I, I was in Canada. I came out to the uh, the with the Raptors jersey and some Drake. So you know that was kind of planned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you came out to Drake and everything like that. You still came out with the victory. Holy shit! And you won in Canada. Would you? And I, I would assume Canada, Canadians would be that rough on you. I mean, they're they're fucking Canadians. I mean, like, what are they gonna do? You know, <laughs> impolitely, yeah, boo. Like, <laughs> they politely boo. <laughs> you, that's funny that you say that because uh, I was with my coach Santino, and the whole time up there, it was just, I mean, you know, Canadians Canadians are cool, but it was just oddly, they're oddly polite. I'm not used to that, you know. It, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I. Uh, you guys have too much Maryvale in you. <laughs> yeah, we're a little hood here, so we didn't know. I didn't know what they. I was expecting they wanted something, but no, they're just they're just polite people, which is cool. Was, was it was it really booze or was it like we don't like you, sir? And like literally just like a crowd of people. We don't like you. I, I wasn't liking that atmosphere. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I didn't really get booed. I mean, but but definitely didn't get cheered as loud as uh, the 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 home the home fighter, which is fine, you know. Um, I, hate us or love us, doesn't matter. You're gonna fuck, you're gonna fucking watch our come up. Fuck yeah, man. And so Tra- so Tracy, so you win this fight. Obviously, you're gonna win. Dana White's contender. You land the UFC contract. Who who are you gunning for? Like who's the who's the who's the target? Uh, right after, after I win this UFC contract. Yeah. Um, I have a few girls on mine that I know would put me on the top ten. All of them. All of them. They're all. They're all. They're all coming for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you talk about a stacked division with the UFC flyweight division. I, I think there's a lot of talent in there, and I think there's a lot of great matchups for Tracy also too. 
And um, yeah. it's funny. I'll sit there and look at the rankings, and I, I kind of try and figure out which way she could climb to, uh, you know, get get to that gold and uh, you know get to that title opportunity. And uh, you know, I, I think she I think she's gonna make her way there, and uh, I think she's gonna make a fucking big statement. Um, you know, July thirtieth. Welcome to the Cortez era. Hey. Woo. Let them know. Let them know. <laughs> Now I'm gonna put you on the spotlight because now we brought up, but like, and Chris, you 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 open up that can of worms, but like any girl you can name that gets you on that path to top ten, or like any girl that you can watch on TV and say, that's the girl stylistically I can be nine days a season. So put it this way, Jessica, I just fought against the champion. I feel like I could beat Jessica, I. For that belt. Now, can I compete for that belt? I don't doubt myself, but I'll tell you what, I'll give her a run for her money. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, Jessica yeah. I, number one, number one contender at the flyweight division, I, I feel like I can compete with her without a doubt. I just, they're giving me my opportunity to showcase my, my, my skills and my talents, and that's what that, you know, that's what the contender series is for. Right. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing about these Cortezes is, is uh, you know, when there's an opportunity to go in for the finish and go for the kill, you know, they're going to go for it and they get it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you, know, um, you know, just looking at the division and uh, the way it could play out, um, you know, I hope to see Tracy at the top sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and Junior, so you're, you know, you're, you're the guy. So, when when you make it there, so so two questions, two full questions. Big stage, because you, you name about big stage, and there are multiple big stages. There's Bellator, which a bunch of my buddies, my coaches fought for Bellator. A bunch of my buddies fought for Bellator in Madison Square Garden. You got Ryzen in Japan. You got one. Uh, you got UFC, and obviously everybody is, you know, UFC is the place to go. But like, where do you see yourself landing? And also, what a point sticks out to you the same. That's the guy I beat that I get completely noticed as being the top dog. Well, you know what? Chris said earlier, Maryville, that's a very tough neighborhood to grow up in. Um, so I'm looking for the, for that money. I'm looking for that money. Honestly, any, any, any show, I've been competing. I've been competing with the, the top, top, a lot of the high level fighters at my gym. Since, talking, he trains with Henry Cejudo. Yeah. Frankie Sainz. He trains with all these US, high-level UFC fighters. He could compete with the top five without a doubt. I mean, I've always, uh, you know, I'm 26 years old. I've always thought Uriah Faber growing up, and I've always thought, oh, man, my hands are, you know, I got better hands than him. <laughs> He's tough. My wrestling's tougher. You know, uh, <laughs> Um, uh, so I'm I'm going for it where whatever show the money obviously UFC is, uh they have the the biggest exposure but uh, I go where the money is you know those who wants to pay me out let's, let's go let's do it uh, I know there's a couple of pretty social media famous uh, Bellator fit fighters one if she wants to you know send me a contract let's get it I I don't I don't cool. dodge anybody um I have I'm four and one that that one fucking uh, decision loss. I felt everybody felt. Even the the promoter of that show, 
came up to me. Yeah, he paid me extra because he thought I won. It was my fault. I left it a split decision. But prior to that, like, they're all finishes before the second round is over. And, you know and, and, and Junior, you remind me of a Ricardo Arona with a lot, with a lot more spectacular to him. And like, I don't know if you ever watched Ricardo Arona. That's the guy you gotta research because this guy had great wrestling, phenomenal just do. But you have you have like better hands. You know, I, I was watching your fights and I'm like, he's like a spectacular, a better version of Ricardo Arona. Like it just fucking blew my mind when watching your fights. You know. Uh, I'm gonna have to definitely look him up, man. If you're comparing me, I hope it's to compare me to somebody great, cause that's <laughs> that's where I put myself at. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! Ricardo Arona was great back in Pride. He beat he beat Vandalay Silva. Chris, have you ever watched Ricardo Arona? That, that's a little before my uh, interest was sparked in um, mixed martial arts, and uh, I wish I was sitting on your living room floor watching it with you at this point. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna look into it. Look at a Ricardo Arona. I mean, that, that's a spectacular fighter. And you remind, you remind me of Ricardo Arona, just as vicious, but, like, you, you have hands, you don't mind trading bombs, and you have great wrestling, great jiu-jitsu, like, all-around fighter. And I see you being placed anywhere and being successful. So, like, Chris, before we wrap it up and let the Cortez siblings go and be glorious as they ever were, Chris, you have any follow-up questions or comments? Uh, you know, I, I just want to say, uh, you know, I uh, and I probably haven't said it enough times, and I don't know if your listeners, uh, you know, want to hear it again, but, uh, you know, I, I really uh, am excited about these two. And, um, you know, I, uh, July 30th, uh, I think Tracy Cortez is going to have her coming out party to the world. And, uh, you know, her, uh, her opponent, I hope she's just uh, ready for what's coming. And, uh, you know, I, I wish these two the absolute best in their careers. Awesome. And Tracy and Junior, I leave the floor to you. Any last words, any parting words? What do you guys got to say? I just want to thank you for having us on the show. Um, it's it's always great for me to be promoting not just my career, but sharing it with my big brother, you know, and you're giving us this opportunity, and I want to thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And what I would also appreciate is if you guys follow us on our social media Again, mine is Cortez MMA, and my brother's is Who's Junior Cortez uh, on Instagram. Yes, because Gary, believe us, believe me, we're gonna be the first brother sister in the UFC. Right. Hands fucking down, killing it. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. So Chris, hang tight, but uh, Tracy and Junior, it was a pleasure. Uh, I think so. You know, I spoke to some phenomenal people, like, I don't mean a name drop, but, like, Doug Rose in the women's division and Daniel Cormier and, like, all these great people. But, like, the, the story that you guys bring to the table, especially with a brother and sibling, like, a brother and sister combination, like, you you guys are make weight. And I completely believe in you, and Chris and I believe in you, and you guys really do amazing things. And I thank you so much for coming on, by the way. Before you guys get famous. And you guys are probably already famous, but like, just saying, I really do guys, uh, I really do appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you, thank you, and we appreciate you, man. Thank oh you yeah, so appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the support. Fuck yeah. Alrighty, boys and girls, Casey <laughs> and Junior, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Have a good night, my man. Yeah, thank you. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Chris. They're the best, aren't they? 
they're fucking awesome, man. You know, they, they are young, hungry, and humble. And um, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I could talk to them for hours uh, just about MMA in general. And uh, you, you could tell where their passion comes from. And they feed from each other. And, uh, you know, their their background and their story um, and where it's, you know, going next, I think is just the coolest fucking thing in the world. Dude, and, and you're, like, literally like supporting them. Like, you're literally helping them out every step of the way. You're in the gym with them. You are outside the gym with them. Like, you're, you're like, seeing them progress and becoming, like, the next big thing. And, like, how marketable is a brother and sister combination, like, especially in the sport of MMA? Like, how, how marketable is that, too? Oh, it, it's it's incredible. I, I mean, I'm thinking Double Mint Gum and, you know, all, all, all those all those brands. You know, give, give these two all the money, whoever is listening. Uh, you know, th- this is, you know, the next big thing in mixed martial arts. And, uh, you know, I, I am just so excited for these two. You're not going to hear me say that enough. Thank you, man. So, so I, I, I want to get him tight because I want to talk to you about a couple of things. So, like, Chris shares an interest in MMA. There's an interest in pro wrestling and everything like that. So I have a couple questions for you, Chris. So pro wrestling, AEW, WWE. WWE's product right now is still shit, but you have AEW. What's your feelings on that right now? You know, if you look who's behind it, uh, if if you think pro wrestling and you don't think Chris Jericho uh, and you don't believe in Chris Jericho, you, you don't know good – storytelling through wrestling. I mean, uh, you know, professional wrestling is, uh, you, you know, as good as it gets as far as uh, weekly television shows go, in my opinion. Uh, you get a little bit of everything. You get the shock culture and stuff like that. And I think they're going to be bringing a different edge to it. And, um, you know, just like Bellator to the UFC, uh, more exposure, more people. Um, you can see a lot of people moving around uh, back and forth. Um, you know, do I think the, you know, AEW chants at, uh, on Monday Night Raw are, uh, warranted? Maybe not. WWE's, uh, kind of gone downhill a little bit lately, but, um, you know, I think we'll wait and see, uh, you know, how it really plays out. They got a ton of fucking money behind them. I mean, uh, you know, if, if they could get that Attitude Era feel, and that shock value that, you know, made pro wrestling like Stone Cold, Steve Austin, household names, uh, maybe they, you know, pick up the ball and run with it a little bit. I don't see why not. It's been a long time since wrestling was PG, for, you know, PG-14 or whatever it used to be. Yeah, man. Yeah, we can see strippers and that other shit we saw growing up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah bra and panty matches and, you know, buried alive matches. I mean, you can't do that when you're marketing to five-year-olds with the WWE. And, you know, they, and you, you could tell they'll have flashes of it where, you know, they try and bring it back a little bit. But, you know, I, I think they're too much of a corporation now at this point where uh, it's going to be hard for them to pivot back when they've painted themselves in a light for a long time. Uh, it, you know, it's just like any other business. It's hard to backtrack once you've built a reputation and you've sat on it for the better part of a decade. Do you still subject your girlfriend to watching all this pro wrestling shit? <laughs> oh, I, I will never stop. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I truthfully, I, uh, you know, I, I just have not been tuning in lately, though, and uh, it, it's, 
it's a bit stale. You know, if you ask me, uh, I'm probably the biggest Seth Rollins detractor. I think he's kind of the lead corny man for as good as an athlete he is. Uh, and you know, the, the spectacular stuff he does, the, the flip side of the coin to me is he's just so fucking boring on a microphone and he's so corny and I just can't get into, you know, his running a champion. Give me Brock Lesnar showing up once every three months and, you know, Paul Heyman on the microphone, you know, in between. And, uh, you know, I'll take that any day uh, over kind of the crowd pleaser champion, in my opinion. How much more Hot time takes do you have on pro wrestling? Well, fuck yeah. How, how much more time do you have to kill? I, I know you have womanly duties, but... Oh, I, 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 got plenty, I got plenty of time. I'm up at my office uh, at UltraFit, and, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hanging out right now. This is, uh, this is my cool-down period. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you got time. I know we're on West Coast time right now, so. Fuck yeah, I got plenty of time. And plus, by the way, if people don't know about me, I have more than just a job at Dreamly Pro, com, which fucking broke all traffic and, and sales records. Holy shit. You know what sold the most, Chris, out of everything? I Let me guess. It was the Shrimpin' Business t-shirt. The Shrimpin' Business t-shirt sold more than fucking everything. That is my favorite fucking T-shirt, and I have a cart loaded on my phone, and I'm going to be ordering one. So, you know, expect to see my name, and uh, don't charge me shipping. What I want you to do is fly out to Arizona, come train with me, and, uh, you know, bring it, right to my, bring it right to my doorstep. Don't pay my man. I already have it on, uh, on lock. I'm going to bring it to you. Don't pay for it. I'm going to bring it to you. So, like, that, that was the highest seller, by the way. We have more gear coming out. Keep plug, DreamlyPro.com. Plenty of gear coming out in the entire month. And I have a special, special something coming out for MMA gloves that you guys are in for a real fucking treat. My boys, my factory, my, my chocolate factory has been pumping out some really cool gear. So, like, keep plug, DreamlyPro.com. Stay tuned. I got some special plans for you. So, like, so back to uh, MMA. So, what do you think about uh, Khabib fighting uh, Dustin, Dustin Poirier? You know, that that's definitely the fight to make. Uh, Poirier's a tough motherfucker, man. And, uh, you know, watching that uh, Max Holloway fight, um, you know, I, I was out at the bars watching it, and uh, I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, Holloway, you know, the, watching him, the way he handled Brian Ortega, who I hold in extremely high regard. He's a, he's an exciting, you know, fighter, you know, fireworks all over the place, you know, cool finishes, uh, jujitsu practitioner through and through. But, um, you know, it was tough. Holloway put a beating down on him and then Poirier turned around and just poured it on Holloway. So, you know, Holloway being as big as he is for his division, um, you know, Poirier to be able to, you know, throw those punches at those angles that he does and his movement. And uh, I think he's a southpaw, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think Khabib's going to be in a bit of trouble in this run. And, um, but hey, you never know. Um, you know, Khabib hasn't won, you know, 20 something, you know, 28 fights, um, you know, by being a, by being an easy customer, to say the least. He's got great wrestling. You know, he gets you down on the ground. You know, he's got those big, long, looping overhand punches that just pop you back on your ass. And, uh, 
You know, you see, you know, you, it, it's all about matchups, though. And, uh, you know, if Poirier, I mean, he pulls it out. I mean, what a fucking story for that guy, right? Yeah, and, and, and but the argument comes back to uh, McGregor because McGregor beat Poirier in, in, in spectacular fashion. And then, you know, we're back to square one with this McGregor shit. Like, and personally, listen, so Dylan Danis, he, he trains with our gym. Couldn't be a nicer guy, and I said in the last podcast where internet misconceptions, you know, uh, Dylan Dance is trying to make that fucking that McGregor money. So obviously he's going to try to sell a fight, play a personality, <laughs> play a heel. But he couldn't be more respectful. And I, I, I shout out to Dylan Dennis. He's an incredible human being. I met him personally a bunch of times. But like, we're if if Poirier beats Khabib, then we're back in this McGregor circle, and. McGregor, I, I, I'm mixed feelings with McGregor because Dylan Dennis and how great he is has changed my mind about McGregor. But, like, what, what do you feel about the whole McGregor scenario with, uh, with Khabib and with, with uh, Dustin Poirier? Like, what, what do you feel about McGregor? And One for starters with McGregor. I would have loved to see that cowboy fight with him. Uh, I, I, I think Tony um, had a disservice done to him. Um, fighting cowboy uh because of where he ranks already and uh i think cowboy uh probably deserved a bigger money fight than that just to throw that part out there first um mcgregor's always going to be in the mix i mean um he could lose two three fights and probably still stay in the top five just for the sole fact of his star power what he did in his rise um and his just fucking general attitude and uh but you got to wonder, you know, does a billion dollars in whiskey sales, uh, you know, does that keep someone hungry, you know? Or uh, is, some, is some, you know, broke guy who's going to come in and smash your face and, uh, you, you know, really start to try and make his name off of yours, um, you know, is that what you got to worry about? And, uh, you know, Poirier, uh, even Holloway for that matter, those were young guys when, you know, they fought McGregor still too, and uh, McGregor's a pretty general young guy also too um you know the sports changed in you know two three years even in my opinion um but i you know mcgregor's always going to find himself in the in the argument um for a title shot somehow he can lose his way into one if it if it ever works out that way um i still think uh cowboy mcgregor should probably be the next fight and that should be after tony gets his fight um, you know, just uh, what he's done, you know, 12 fight win streak. Uh, if you look at the, I mean, the, the stretch of what's happened uh, since Tony uh, has last lost a fight. And if you look at his opponent's faces afterwards, they all look the same. Yeah. Hey, hey, did you ever try proper whiskey, by the way? I, I tried it at a bar and it was, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, to me, not whiskey. bad, but you, you know, it, it, it's it to me, you know, maybe maybe a notch better than Jameson, uh, and I'm not even a big Jamo guy to begin with. Um, you know, give me uh, you know give me bullet bourbon or something along those lines when I'm drinking brown. But uh, you know, it's uh, it, you know it, it it's again it's a star power that brought it to a billion dollars. It, it's not uh, it's not the flavor of whiskey, right? Yeah, I mean, he's I, the I only, two shots. He, he's the only person that could have pulled that off. Yeah, yeah, fucking destiny. I mean, but I was like two shots of proper whiskey away from having unprotected sex. I mean, I, I was, I was, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
<laughs> hey, we're getting old, man. Who knows? Maybe a maybe a drunken knock up uh, is uh, you know hanging out on our doorstep sooner or later. <laughs> you have no fucking idea, my friend. And, and so, um, what else is going on with UFC? I mean, like you the, know, the we, brand. Um, what do you think? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, What'd no. You say? I'm talking. I'm talking about. I'm talking with you. Like, what's your personal? Uh, like, what are you excited about with the UFC? Like, uh, you know, the I I really like the Korean Zombie fight this weekend. Actually, they've been putting on uh, pretty quality fight nights. Uh, should I pay the five dollars for, um, you know, ESPN Plus? And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of the fights they've been putting together um, are, are still, you know, they're they're worth it to watch. And the pay-per-views, I mean, you know, we've been lucky the last couple that, uh, you know, no one's been pulling out or anything like that. But even if you look at this last one, um, you know, you, you got Henry uh, becoming Triple C, uh, Henry Cejudo, uh, the king of cringe, uh, who is uh, Tracy and uh, Junior's, um, they, they, they all uh, work together. Uh, all coached by the same people, also too, um, Santino DeFranco. You know, top-notch guys. Yeah, man. Give me one second. Not a problem. Chris, Chris is back in the way to be a bad motherfucker, man. Sorry. Uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, you know just that last fight, you know Henry. You know, tears the uh, shoulder blade muscle. He went in there with a, you know, a sprained ankle. I don't know if you saw the pictures afterwards. I mean, uh, you know, that that thing was purple and huge. And he, uh, you know, he's a warrior. Goes in there and finishes. Um, uh, you know, really tough, tough Barboza. And then um, Shachenko. I mean, uh, that head kick on Jessica I was. Uh, I mean, you know, th- those are those are spectacular finishes. Um, you, you really didn't have a, you, you know, there, there's not a lot to not get excited about, frankly. Um, you, you got some good pay-per-views coming up. I think John Jones is fighting pretty soon. Tiago Santos. I mean, that's a, that's a guy that could put you to sleep very quickly. You don't just get a sledgehammer tattooed on your chest because, uh, you don't knock people out. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I know too? Like there, there's an influx of fights going on. Like it, it, there's a, there's now an oversaturation, or there's a saturation of fights. Like, ha, have you watched like Bellator? Do you watch any other fights? Do you watch any other? Like, you, you know, I, I watch a lot of the high. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Like I, I was watching Bellator. Uh, of course, I went to a goddamn fucking birthday party, which. In hindsight, I regret, but like, not not the fact that was my friend and fucking birthday party, but like, you know, Bellator Madison Square Garden. Bellator is putting on some goddamn good fights. Like, there's a saturation in the market for, for, for fighting. Like, do you follow anything else? Do you, do you dabble in different things? Or do you get yeah, I mean, um, you know, one, you know, one Bellator and UFC are, you know, kind of the holy grails. Um, I'm uh, I'm pretty in tune with the local fighters also too out here, and uh, you can kind of see who's uh, you know who's active and who's competing, and um, you know it, it, the the local fight scenes, in my opinion, are just as fun as uh, you know going to a UFC event, and um, you know the the. the if you look at how much the sport's really grown, I mean, um, you know, you couldn't imagine 10 years ago this many people when, um, you know, Chuck Liddell and Rampage Jackson were, you know, ruling the land at that point. 
Um, you know, yeah. I, everyone always would, you know, run around in their tap out shirts saying, oh, yeah, I train UFC and, uh, <laughs> you know, just real corny about it. But, um, you know, if, if you look if you look now, though, I mean, uh, you, you never know. I mean, it, you know, if uh, it could be, uh, you know, just some guy on the street. And next thing you know, you find out he's a four and local fighter and, um, you know, moving his way up. So, uh you know, the, the best thing uh, in the sport, and you see different techniques and matchups. Uh, you know, I could watch fight highlights all day long. And, um, you know, go, you know, I was, uh, I, you know, typical Italian household. You know, you grow up in boxing and, um, you know, wrestling for that matter in North Jersey. And, uh, you, you know, I didn't really get my exposure to it as early as I did and, um, you know, starting to try and become a student of it. You know, I see myself slipping punches as they come in and, uh, or, you know, bringing my leg up to check a kick and, uh, you know, trying to look at positioning when guys are on the ground. Um, you know, as many times as you see a matchup, you know, n- nothing ever happens the same way twice. So, uh, you know, it- it's very cool to see, you know, the, see so many different techniques and the more exposure you get i mean uh the better it always ends up being uh you know just for you as a fan and uh you know just a, a general follower of mma so it's um you know i i don't really have a favorite in any one uh organization you know demetrius johnson and one i mean i think that's one of the coolest things and you know seeing him get a bunch of tough different matchups um you know you mentioned dylan dennis who looked great in his second win um, so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's never, uh, never a bad weekend to watch fights, uh, especially in my house. Cause you know, they're always playing. Stop bullshitting me. So when are you going to fight? Seriously? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm really, I'm way on the fence about it. Cause you know, there, there's, there's a part of me that just, uh, you know, I have such a drive to compete and, um, that's just never going to go away. It's not going to go away when I'm 40 and 50 and 60. Um, You know, I'm going to be the old guy, you know, telling the 20 year olds that, uh, you know, I hopped in a smoker one time and, uh, you know, maybe I ended up winning it, but uh, (laughs) I, you know, I, uh, I, I'm going to take it as it goes. Um, Just keep training in the meantime. And, uh, you know, who knows, Uh, you know, there, there's plenty of open invites, uh, you know, for local fights. They're always looking for talent. Uh, I probably got to trim off about 35 pounds, uh, which, uh, you know, isn't fat, but it's going to come out as water. And it's been a long time since I've had a weight cut. Uh, where, and uh, so, you know, you never know. Maybe I feel comfortable at 170, though. Don't lose a goddamn pound, my friend. When me and Stephanie come and visit you, we're going to talk you into it. I promise you. <laughs> Hey, you know, you never know. There's a, there's always an open opportunity, and uh, hey, why not? You know, that that's kind of always been my thing. Uh, you you got to be fearless uh, in, in this, you know, in in your involvement in the sport. Um, you know, if you if you're flow, you're flow sparring, you're just hitting pads. You, you can't be afraid of getting hit in the face. You can't be afraid of contact. Uh, you can't be afraid of somebody taking you down. Um, you know, you have to just do what you do. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I get to I get to work with a lot of talented people. And, uh, I, you know, the, I definitely would have the right people around me if uh, I do decide to do it. And, um, you know, if you look at what we do up at UltraFit, uh, you know, as far as body composition on the science end, 
one of the coolest things is, you know, I, I would feel like I'm in the best hands I've ever been in on a weight cut. And um, beyond that, just, uh, you know, coaching and um, the opportunity, hey, maybe you see it one day. <laughs> When uh, yeah. so you uh, you have pro wrestling coming up, and then you have a fight scheduled. That's a very good question. So I might be pro wrestling in November. I've been getting opportunities to to, to fight, but um, and with mixed martial arts too. You gotta figure too. My last my last fight ended in a draw. My fight before that ended in L because you know I I had the right strategy, right game plan, everything like that and shit. And of course. The the guy I end up fighting becomes a uh, becomes a champion, and, and you and I were discussing it, and we were talking about like goddamn the trains with Longo, who uh, can't wait to bring him on the podcast because Ray Longo is a goddamn legend. But like, mm-hmm. he trains with Sarah, he trains with Longo, and everything like that. Had the right game plan, and then right when I take him down, I bring checker pieces to a chess match. You know, like he he mapped me out just right, caught me in an arm bar. And I, I, when you're in the cage for the first first time in a while, because it was my first time in seven years. So when you're in the cage for the first time in a while, you get that fucking that buzz. You know, you you, you hear a buzz in your ear. You hear you hear different sounds you never heard before. And of course, I'm used to it. But at the same time, I haven't heard it in seven years. You know, is that different? Is that different heartbeat? You know, like and mm-hmm. it's exciting. It's awesome. It's fucking scary, but it's great. It's amazing. It's a whole different mix of emotions. Anywho, lost an armbar with him, and him and I become great friends and everything like that. Then I, I fight a second time. I fight against a guy who beat a former champion, and uh, the guy I fought before that became a champion. But the guy I fought the 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 next time knocked out a former champion. So like. You know, it's it, it's it ends in a draw, even though I clearly won that fight. And I, I argument, I argue it. And even even the guy I fought, Mike, and shout out to you for being a class act. Even he said I won it, and my coach said I won it. But however, it was ruled in a draw. But like, hey, I'm hypocritical, you know, especially when it comes to MMA and everything like that, because I want to put on my best performance, and I I I I want to, you know, give everything I got. You know, I, I want to entertain, I want to sell tickets, I want to do all this fucking fun stuff and all this stuff. So, like, before that, like, pro wrestling, I, I want to do that, get out of the way, but, like, right back in the MMA, right after November. So, like, going to, you know, alternating between the two. And, and plus, you and I are fucking old, you know. We, we got a short lifespan left in the sport, you know, without question. So, I want to bang it out, get done, get it out of my system, and then you know, move on to uh, greener passes, you know? Yeah, we're we're going to have our rubber match one day, uh, you know, when we're old shits and uh, we're going to be walking into our garage just like the end of Rocky Three, and, uh, you know, just pop on some gloves and, uh, you know, maybe just uh, settle our score one day also too, right? <laughs> but you, you, I already established that you're a better wrestler, man. Like, I already established that you're better. Hey, but we haven't done it with the four-ounce gloves on yet either, though. <laughs> right, that's a very good point. So that'll be my retirement fight. Will you and I fucking close doors? Nobody knows who wins. And then, like, when your son comes around, when you die, I'll say, yeah, he won. Like a bottle, <laughs> like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Creed. I, I, I think I think that's the only way it's gonna end with us, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're fighters so, through and through, man. Fuck yeah, man! And shout out to your beautiful family who raised a incredible fighter, incredible friend, and a class act all the way through. And You've been with me for 20 years, man. We're not going anywhere. You're going to be a future best man at my wedding if I ever fucking get married. But I met a military gal, so I followed in your footsteps. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes with this guy, with this gal. I, I well, guy, always but, wishing you the best. You know, I was I was laughing about that, uh, the dog cock blocking video. And uh, not only that, <laughs> I see my sister the next day, and she goes, that was the cutest fucking video I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> How is Poe doing, by the way? She's doing great. Um, you know, she's uh she's busy living that uh trauma nurse life. Uh, but uh yeah, she uh you will definitely see her when you come out here, uh her and her husband. Um they're actually on the cover of our UltraFit Systems pamphlet, uh, which was actually pretty cool. Uh, you know, they came in for a seminar and um, you know, our partner uh, you know, popped them right on the cover with some of our other members and uh yeah, it it shows the diversity of people that we can get in here, and um, yeah, they had a great time. Uh, we were doing a Sanda seminar, which is like uh, Chinese, you know, Muay Thai point karate style fighting, and um, it was uh, it was definitely a, a cool long three hour session, and uh, you know, she stuck through it. Uh, she she's tried to. You know, she spent so much time supporting me in wrestling that uh, I'm practically begging her to a certain degree to, you know, come in and train and, uh, you know, learn self-defense and, uh, you know, learn how to really defend herself because you never know when someone's going to go crazy in a hospital and especially in the trauma unit. Exactly. So so, so just to backpedal a little bit for everybody that's still listening at, on Easter time, 12.47 a.m., but, like, for people still listening, Poey is Chris's baby sister and probably the smartest of all of us, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't throw my older brother Mike into it also, too. I mean, you know, he, he, he's, got the, he's got the mind that, uh, you, you know, set, sets it apart from everybody. When, when you talk about a different style of thinking when uh, you're a research scientist and one of the youngest people in your position, uh you know, it makes me wonder why I sit in this gym and get punch drunk sometimes, or uh, you know, I uh, I get caught in a triangle too long, and uh, you know, I, I'm making I'm over here making myself dizzy, and uh, you know, he's making the world better. <laughs> Dude, he he was you you know like when I think he passed out, but like Mike was fucking we were hammered. Mike was developing so Mike is Mike develops perfumes and he patents perfumes and everything like that, like different fragrances. But, like, he he was developing, like, a, 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 a scent, like, while we were fucking hammered. I mean, this guy's a mad scientist. He's the smartest guy I ever met, but, like, do you, do you remember that? Oh, yeah, 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 I, I remember the story of it. Uh, I had one too many. I think that was down in LBI, though, wasn't it? No, it was it was at fucking his place in in Newark. We we were hammered, and he was he was making this concoction with his, like literally <laughs> a mad scientist. Like had this concoction, just fucking made it while we were hammered. Like, and he's like that, that does not like, surprise wow. me. Yeah, he he's working on a fragrance for our family right now. Um, you know, he he's taking the scents of Italy 
and, uh, you know, a couple things uh, from our family and our lineage. And uh, he's going to be sending a bottle out to everybody with the last name Imperiali. And uh, it, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, uh, you know, from what he described in it. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, knowing our family and our roots and where we come from, um, you know, I think it's a really cool way for him to, you know, show, you know, one, who he is and uh, two, um, you know, kind of you know, have us all smelling the same in the end also. I mean, I, I always thought that was kind of a cool thing. Uh, you know, for my uh, for my sister's wedding, he um, he uh, made the uh, colognes and perfumes for uh, everybody as the uh, wedding gift for my sister. That was his, you know, gift for uh, the wedding. Holy shit. Wow. Fucking impressive, Which, man. Very, very sad you couldn't make, but, uh, you know, I know you... Uh, you know, you you didn't miss it for uh, you know any bad reason or anything. Yeah, man, and I wish I could have been there, but you had Scott there too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you yes. you you are family, my friend. Uh, you know, believe me when I say you you are an Imperiali also too. Uh, you know, there's oh, never a time where I'm not in New Jersey where I don't hang out and see you, and uh, you know, and staying in touch as as well as we have for the last like I said, 15 years since I moved and, you know, since we've been friends before that, um, you know, it, it, it's great knowing that, uh, you know, you, you have friends in, you know, other places. And, uh, yeah, but, you know, it, I'm fucking coming up on 15 years in Arizona. And he moved away from, uh, from Jersey to Arizona and you left me here with Scott, but <laughs> I had Scott in my my my. Uh, he was my second string, second string quarterback when like. And by the way, so so our old friend Scott, I won't get into it, but Scott. <laughs> you you guys have the biggest frenemies relationship I've ever seen before. Uh, I, I always said you two deserve each other. <laughs> I fucking hate him, and literally we were literally betting. I was divorced in fucking Burger King right after his marriage. Like he, he was in my app. He, he was uh, my second string quarterback when I couldn't make it for the uh, the wedding. He was my second string quarterback. So I'm glad you guys enjoy each other. <laughs> uh, I, I, I haven't talked to Scotty recently. I hope he's doing well, whatever he's doing though. And uh, you know that is one of my oldest friends of all time, also too. Uh, you know he. Um, yeah, you you guys just always had the the craziest relationship. Every time you got around each other, though, you 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 could tell you loved getting under each other's skin. But uh, he uh, and you could see when it was really happening too. <laughs> fucking crazy! And you know what, Chris? Thanks to you, you were like my fucking therapist throughout the entire process. So I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are heading towards the um, uh, 1 a.m. mark. So, uh, Chris, is there any last parting words or any last topics you want to bring up before we uh, depart and go on a merry way before our location in August? No, I'm due for a protein shake at this point. So, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. Uh, You know, I I love chopping it up with you and – you know, uh, yeah. Thanks for having Junior and Tracy on, also too. Uh, you know, we're, we were talking about this. Uh, you know, the whole week coming up to it, and yeah, uh, you, you know, uh, you, you put it, you know, better than anybody. The, these are two very marketable people, and um, you know, I, I'm just so happy to be a part of uh, you know their journey, and 
you know, it, it's so personal for me to see, you know, them succeed. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, you know, just super happy with, uh, you know, Tracy's opportunity and, you know, what she has going. Um, in the meantime, you know, I'm still going to be training. Uh, I'm still going to be selling phones. So, uh, you know, if anybody is looking um, and uh, you have Verizon Wireless, you want to switch to Verizon Wireless, uh, feel free to go to our website, www.on-cc.com for on communications. Uh, we do business and consumer Verizon accounts, uh, top-notch. We ship anywhere in the country, and uh, I will get you savings if you mention you heard it on this podcast. And Chris is the best in the plan to provide you Verizon, but do you also still sell that Cox? We, we, uh, we're partnered with uh, Cox Communications Business, um, you know, small business. We do business services, uh, voice over IP telephones, office uh, phones, uh, GPS fleet tracking. Um, but the big thing that we're in is uh, mobility management where, um, you know, we find savings for your business accounts uh, on top of uh, additional services. Um, but the big thing for you is knowing what you're spending your money on. Wireless bills are huge. Uh, that's probably the third largest expense most people have outside of, you know, rent and vehicles for the most part. Uh, you know, it's right up there with insurance, and, um, you know, you need to know where your money's going, and uh, we provide a service to our businesses uh, that allows you to work with us so you have a single help desk. Uh, you're not getting different people every time you talk. You have consistent enterprise-level notes taken, and we provide you with the reporting that you need so that you can reduce your wasteful spending on your uh, wireless business accounts. So we offer great programs for business. Uh, that is our bread and butter. Uh, you know, our owner, uh, Bill Newbert, um, found a very uh, niche way of doing business as a dealer. And, uh, you know, we are, we're continuing to grow. It's, uh, it's been a very cool thing to be a part of for six years. And, uh, you know, coming from the other side where I've had a, you know, a decade and more in this business, um, you know, at other dealers and at uh, Apple, um, you know, I've, I've genuinely never been happier in my life, um, you know, having, uh, you, you know, the opportunity that I have uh, between On Communications and UltraFit. Uh, it, it's one of the coolest um, relationships that uh, I could have ever asked to be a part of. And uh, you talk lifestyle jobs. I mean, I'm living it, man. People can keep their yachts. I'll keep selling cell phones and, uh, <laughs> you know, and keep fighting. Those are the two things I enjoy. And you know you're not going to get dicked up and down. I can vouch for you. You're not going to get dicked up and down if you deal with my buddy Chris. So deal with him. He's going to hook you up. And especially if you mention this podcast, he'll definitely hook you up. So, Chris, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Uh, in August, we'll have our brocation. We'll rock out with our cocks out. My big dick bandit. Co-Big Dick Bannon, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been a fucking pleasure. Hey, it's, it's, com it's coming up quick, man. And, uh, you know, I'm due for a vacation. Uh, it's, I, I, I've got to cut it loose, you know. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's always great to do it when I know you're around because it, it's always a hell of a time. Fuck it. We're going to make it work, baby. All right, Chris. Thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate you coming on. All right. I love you, brother. Thanks for having me on. Love you too, man. Have a good one. There. Peace. 
My boy Chris on the podcast. Holy shit, what an episode. Yo, we we had a great time with my boy Impy, with Tracy Cortez, with Junior Cortez. An incredible time. I had an amazing time. We had to stay up late in order to get done because they are in Arizona. But listen, you know, anytime you get your childhood buddy, you get Tracy Cortez who's coming up and she's going to be rising in the ranks. And Junior Cortez, who is an amazing athlete, an amazing fighter, you know, it's it's worth the wait. So I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you for coming on DreamLeadPro.com. Visit us. We're going to have plenty of gear coming out, plenty of vet tickets, plenty of good vibes coming out. And, guys, boys and girls, children of all ages, I thank you so much for wrapping up your week with us. So on that note, Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Next week I have uh, a couple of different surprises, and you guys are all going to enjoy it. So good night. So long. I will see you next week. Good night from DreamlyPro.com. Have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you next week. Peace. Welcome to Dream Elite Radio with your host, David Potter.